Oh, now is when we're having a trial. So now would be a really good time to have evidence. But that's why I brought in a witness. A witness? How is your witness gonna say what you paid? How is your witness gonna- Because she's been with us all year long. I know, but stop. If you paid with a cash app, I wanna see the proof that you paid in a cash app. Why would that be so hard? Why wouldn't you just give me the proof from the cash app that you paid? This is the plaintiff, Quentin Thompson. He says the defendant is his ex-girlfriend who went back to her husband, then kicked him out of the house they once shared. She then moved her husband into his house, and he's here suing her for the rent of $2,500 she owes him. This is the defendant, Danielle. She says she told the plaintiff to leave because he was a very irresponsible guy who did drugs when her kids were home, and she couldn't have that. Bottom line, the plaintiff damaged the house. She owes him nothing and thinks the judge will agree. She's accused of being wishy-washy. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $2,631.96 for additional repairs. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Thompson, you are suing Ms. Danielle, your former girlfriend, according to you, for $2,500 that you want returned to you that you paid for an apartment that she kicked you out of. Um, and Ms. Danielle, you are counterclaiming against him some repairs to your truck, to your doors, and to a wall, because according to you, he doesn't know how to drive and he's violent. Okay, let me hear from you first, Mr. Thompson. How you doing, Judge? First off, let me say that uh, Danielle and I were really good friends starting out. Um, we did try to have a relationship. That didn't work out. So, but we did say that we were gonna continue to help each other in a time of need. When I met Danielle, she was, um, her housing situation was compromised. I'll say it that way. Her husband was not around at the time. So during that time, she met my aunt. My aunt grew fond of her and offered to allow her and her three children to come to the house that we were staying in. During the time that she was there, it was an understanding that once she get on her feet that she would find, find a place to stay. Well, during that time, we got close our friendship grew, grew stronger, and we moved out of my aunt's house. In the process of moving out, we were trying to find a house for both of us to stay in. So, I, but I had the finances to move into the house at the time. So I went ahead, withdrew the money that it took to move into the house that she found. Once we moved And into the, the house, amount of money that it took was $2,525? Yes, ma'am. And why? That represented what? Um, first month? Last month? And the security deposit. Okay. And, and the rent was $750, correct? Yes, ma'am. And then a security deposit of an additional $275, correct? Yes, ma'am. 
All right, so it was a total of $2,525. Correct. All right. Now, your understanding is that she was supposed to pay you half. Well, did she pay you half? No, ma'am, she did not give me anything on that. All right, you guys move in there when? And we moved in at the very end of August, like around August 27th, but the rent didn't start until September. We paid for September, October, November, and December. Those are the months that we actually, okay. that I actually paid. Okay, but I've looked at your bank accounts and I see a payment of exactly the amount I said earlier, $2,525. That's all you've provided. That's three months rent plus the security. Correct. So where's the Correct. fourth month? Proof of the fourth month is where? The landlord would not provide me with a, a receipt for the uh, last two months of rent that was paid. Okay, so you have the proof that you have. What ends up happening? She asks you to leave when? It was my understanding that her husband was coming back into her life and he didn't want me around, around his kids. Ooh, okay. And where did you get that understanding? She told me this. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. So she says to you, you need to leave. I'm trying to patch things up with my husband. And you leave, you get all your stuff out in December. You leave in November, you get your stuff out in December? Basically, yeah. Okay. Ms. Danielle, um, and were you both on the lease? Yes, ma'am. Yes, okay, Ms. Danielle, what's going on here? He says um, he paid all this stuff in advance and, you know, he's not getting to reap the benefit of it because you didn't pay your half and, uh, and then you kick him out. Um, that's not the case at all. Okay, what is the case? Um, when we first found the place where I found it and we both, the day they were paid, the person I have in the waiting room can vouch for what I'm saying. We both sent it back and forth because time and uh, I have cash no idea what you're saying. Limit. Were you supposed to be splitting the rent with him? Yes. Okay. And did you pay any rent in September, October, November, or December? Yes. Okay. Where is your proof of payment? We both worked together to pay it because, like I said, time has a limit. Cash up has a limit of how much you can take off your car. So we kept trying to send it back and forth between the two of us to get it to the landlord. Do you have any evidence that you paid the landlord on any cash app that you're talking about, which is an app that allows you to move money? Do you have any evidence that you paid the landlord anything or that you gave him money for rent? Yes, I have. Uh, Give it to me. Because I haven't seen it. Not on me right now, but... Oh, now is I when have... we're having a trial. So now would be a really good time to have evidence. But that's why I brought in a witness. A witness? How is your witness going to say what you paid? How is your witness going to... Because she's been with us all year long. I know, but stop. If you paid with a cash app, I want to see the proof that you paid in a cash app. Why would that be so hard? Why wouldn't you just give me the proof from the cash app that you paid? Because... You know how to do that, because I do see. I sent you what I have on my new phone. My old phone has my old cash app from last it's year. It's not a phone. I have a a new cash all app you account. have to do is log in your, with your new phone into your cash app, my friend. That's how it's done. You just log in your new phone into your cash app. I started a new one because I didn't have that card no more or anything. So I started a new cash app, and my stuff was getting hacked. OK, so you have zero proof that you, I do see proof. See, you did provide some proof of payments at some right. point. Right. Us sending it back and forth, yes, ma'am. 
Yeah, but it's $42, so that's for something else. $100 for love, $800 for love. Uh, oh, these are from him. Okay. Right, we kept sending them back and forth. And I asked the lady, did she want me to send the rest you of them? You sent $30. I mean, these are not for rent. Rent is a specific amount. I know what the amount is. So the answer is you do not have proof that you paid anything for rent. That's from the time we was moving in. Okay, that's lovely. Do you have any proof that you paid any rent or security deposit ever? Is the answer no? Yes. Other than your witness? Yes. Okay, so now let me see, yes. let me hear from your witness. Hi, can you please raise your right hand? Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and what is your name? Janetta. And what is your relationship to Ms. Danielle? I'm her babysitter. Okay, so um, do you, how would you know who paid the rent if you're her babysitter? Okay, when I was... When I was staying with I was staying with Danielle. Danielle been Danielle was paying for everything that was going on, the rooms that was having when the house. How came, did I'm sorry, ma'am? Stop a second. Did he pay twenty five hundred and two thousand five hundred and twenty five dollars to the landlord? Yes. Okay. But and uh, it's, but what? Okay, so what I remember was okay. I'm not sure about Danielle and how it is, but I remember I was in the car. They made transactions. It was a sign amount that you could take off on the ATM. So Danielle and him decided that they was going to put their money together. And they would just transfer from his card because Danielle's card kept on getting hacked. Money kept being sent to somebody else to cash out. So they took the money off her card and put it on him. They transferred. I don't know where her evidence is for that, but I remember that because Yeah, I that's gonna that's a problem, guys, because all you gotta do is go to your bank account, okay? Even if you don't remember your password for the Cash App, you go the money comes from somewhere. It comes from a bank account. And you don't need a password for your bank account. So I would expect to see some proof of what you are saying. It's simple. Now you have a counterclaim against him, and the counterclaim against him is because he damaged your car, damaged the doors in the apartment, and you're worried you're gonna get charged for that, and a hole in the wall. So I'm gonna ask Ms. Danielle, tell me about that. Well, when he didn't have access to my car, and I tell him no, and he irritated and go upstairs and stay on the doors and stuff, or he'd just toss something down the stairs. And part of it hit the wall and put a hole in the middle wall on the staircase. Okay. Did you put a? Did you end up making a hole in the wall on the staircase, Mr. Thompson? Your Honor, let me let me say this. First of all, I'm not a violent person, so that th that claim is is just totally irrelevant. I know I've gone kind of off the beaten path, but I've never damaged anything in that house. Did you Nothing. make a hole in the wall by accident? I did do that when I was moving her children's furniture into their room. And the, t okay. the hole and was superficial. Do you have a picture of the hole? Because I see a picture of the damaged doors. Yeah, I see a picture. I see pictures of what you say are the damaged doors. I do not see pictures of the hole. Hold on one second. Let me see if I can. Your Honor, can I say something while you're looking for those pictures? No, no, no. Please hold on. I'm in the middle of something. Yes, ma'am. Ms. Danielle. I'm looking through your file and I cannot find pictures of any hole in the wall. You have submitted many pictures of the door. Were you slamming doors, Mr. Thompson, and, um, and, and breaking things by, I mean, were you, were you, you know, when you slam a door hard enough, you do start cracking the door. Were you doing that? Your Honor, 
those doors that she, the pictures of the doors that you showed her are to her children's rooms. What am I doing? Here? How old are your children? Three, eight and nine. Okay. Um, I don't know how you can tell which door it is because they're so close up. I mean, I don't know how you are able to say that. And you're, you're asking him to pay you $2,000 for the doors? Uh, it's going to cost, they have to replace the trim in it and I have to pay somebody to do it. Okay. But the landlord said he's going to charge me to do it. Did the landlord say he was going to charge you $2,000? No, he said I had to find somebody or he's going to charge me. You just got that off the internet. Okay. And now your truck repairs. You were, uh, are saying that he ruined your truck. How did he ruin your truck? Um, my rotors got messed up due to him driving across town with the emergency brakes on. How do you know that? Because he admitted to it. No, I did not. She does not. Okay. She seldom let me use her truck. You steal my truck. She seldom let me use it. Can I ask you, why did you guys break up, Ms. Danielle? We wasn't together. We broke up. We stopped. We wasn't. Our friendship ended because of the living situation. And it wasn't a safe environment for me or my kids. Why wasn't it a safe environment? Um, just habits that he has. I could have lost my kids if he would have stayed around. And waking up and not knowing where my like family what? is. Like what? What habits does he have? He has a drug habit. Was he doing it in front of your kids? Um, my daughter caught him once. That's a lie. I don't do drugs around them kids, and you know it. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance, an emergency repair, or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. If you guys were supposed to split the rent, then that means that if the rent is $750, each of you is responsible for paying $375. I have seen proof by way of the plaintiff's bank accounts that he paid $2,525. That represents three months' rent, September, October, and November. Okay? You say that the landlord didn't charge September. Do you have any proof that the landlord didn't charge September? Oh, he did charge for September. He didn't charge for the end of August. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. So I see then that he paid three full months' rent which means that you would owe him the money from the rent that represents your half. Also, because you kicked him out, he wants the security deposit because you stayed in the apartment. So why should he have to pay the security deposit or forfeit any of it? You are saying to me, well, Judge, he damaged all this stuff. And I need to have proof that he damaged all that stuff. If you have a house with a bunch of kids and you're just showing me close-up pictures of doors that are damaged and then you're going on the Internet and grabbing the figure 2,000, I don't really call that proof. So, based on my calculations, I see from your bank account, Mr. Thompson, that you paid $2,525. 
Ms. Danielle, you can't just come to court and say, oh, I paid him my half, and then not pony up one scintilla of proof. The only Cash App stuff you showed don't have anything to do with rent. From that amount, I have to deduct from that amount. You can't just get all your money back because you live there. So I am deducting right. from that total amount you paid, the $275 security deposit, plus all those months worth of rent that she can't prove she paid you. So that means a net judgment on your lawsuit against her of $1,025. And on your counterclaim against him, I do not find that you have proven that uh, by a preponderance of the evidence, which is your burden. So the net judgment in this case will be in favor of the plaintiff in the amount of $1,025. So it worked out for the plaintiff, but not for the defendant in this case. Uh, Danielle, you were suing, a counter suing for $2,600. You don't get anything on that, but you owe him $1,025. How do you feel about that? irritated because I shouldn't have to pay for him getting government assistance to pay the lights or rent or anything. And I had to call the police a thousand times on him just to keep him away because of his habits. So, kind of crazy. All right. Uh, Mr. Thompson, you, you were asking for 2500 You know she had to take some of that money away from you, so you got 1025 That's better than nothing, right? You're getting something. You okay with that? Well... I'll, I'll just be honest. I'm more, I'm more upset that our friendship is over with and, and ended the way it did and the way it is about to end now. You know, I was going to ask you about that. Obviously, it really is over for sure now, right? Here's the thing, sir. I'm not the type of person to hold grudges. I'm human. She's human. People make mistakes. So I'm not going to allow myself to have any animosity towards her of, 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 over what happened. When we met, we were two people who needed needed each other. We helped each other. Some situations came into play. She no longer needed me. So now you move on, right? Hey, best way I can. Okay. All right, congratulations then. And that'll bring the case to a close. Harvey? Okay, Doug, this is yet another situation where the judge has to figure out, did the tenant pay rent? And this seems so basic, but we see this over and over and over again. If you're a tenant and you have to pay rent, never pay in cash without getting a receipt, ever. And frankly, I wouldn't pay in cash at all. Money order, a check, you have a hard copy of something. You don't want them saying, oh, you know, we forged some receipt. But you need some proof you paid because if the landlord says, I never got the money, you're gonna be out of luck. Hey, John, do you speak any Spanish around the house and do your three daughters speak Spanish? I would say that around the house, um, hablamos español de vez en cuando, okay? <laughs> Not all the time, uh, just uh, once in a while. And our three daughters do speak excellent Spanish. Yeah. Uh, it was their first language growing up because we went out of our way to speak only Spanish to them until they got a hold of that Barney stuff. And right, all and then they started leaps and bounds speaking English, right. and we're like, oh, it's so cool, they're interactive, let's talk to you them. You lose control once yeah, they start watching TV. <laughs> but it, it's funny, our youngest, Sophia, uh, her English was so limited, and she went to be interviewed 
uh, to go to a, um, an elementary school. She couldn't yeah, she really... Got, she got interviewed at the age of three, but right. okay. But she couldn't uh, really do the interview no, she in English, so right. her sister kind of helped out, right? Yeah, that Christy interpreted for uh, her. Yeah. Well, the sister kind of helped out. But they've uh, always, we've always made them, like, we've always seen to it that they continued their studies in Spanish, and then they're, they're all, they're, they're pretty fluent. And they speak to their grandmother, who doesn't... Right. Who has really lost her command of the English language. Definitely. <laughs> they speak to her in Spanish. And, you know, I, I'm really grateful that my father kind of directed me towards Spanish when a lot of my friends were all taking French. He kind of saw the writing on the wall back in the 70s and said, you know, really, we're going to have a much bigger immigrant population in this country that speaks Spanish even then. And he was like, you know, this is the language you need to learn. This is the one that's going to be spoken more in the United States. So um, I'm grateful for that. This is the plaintiff, Deborah Freed. She says her former friend owes her money she loaned her so she could get the transmission in her car fixed. And sure enough, she can't get the defendant to pay her back in full. It's been over five years for crying out loud. And she has no other choice but to sue for the $2,125 she's owed. This is the defendant, Carolyn. She says the plaintiff gave her the money as a pure gift out of the kindness of her heart and is now turning things around, claiming it was a loan. She has no idea why this woman turned on her and flipped out, but a gift is a gift, and she owes nothing. She's accused of fouling up a friendship. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says she loaned her former good friend money and, yes, uh, did not get paid back. Got stiffed. But the defendant says the money was a gift, and now the plaintiff is trying to turn it into a loan. It's the case of fouling up a friendship. All right, Ms. Freed, talk to me. What happened? Uh, well, um, first off, hello. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Judge Melion. Um <laughs> And I'm really nervous. You love so, me too, um, right, Ms. Caroline? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, now you're even. All right, go ahead. There you what go. happened? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. on, I met Carolyn in uh, 2015, April 1st. In October of 2015, uh, she broke down on the side of the road. Her transmission had gone out. Um, one of her friends had... Uh, gotten a GoFundMe together. Um, I don't know if Carolyn knows this, but I anonymously put $500 into that account. Um, I was, we became pr pretty good friends and um, I was talking to her on the phone uh, shortly after that and she was needing to go to the bank. She was going to try to get a loan, a personal loan to get the guys to be able to fix the transmission, which at the time they said was $3,400 with a one-year warranty on it. And I asked her a bunch more questions, and she said they couldn't get started until she had some money, so that's why she was going to get the loan. And I asked if she needed a ride and she's to the bank, and she said yes. So I asked her what time to pick her up the next day. And then as I asked more questions, um, I asked how much was in the account, the, the GoFundMe, and she said it was like $880. And... I said, okay, and then I asked if she would accept a loan from me. Uh, specifically those words, would she accept a loan from me? 
and it's in a Facebook message. And she said, oh, my God, you're kidding. Yes, of course. Uh, however, she said it. And I don't know how I'll pay you back. Maybe I can clear out my 401k. Hold on and one I, second. Can I, I'd like to see those Facebook messages. Um, yeah. Good morning. I talked to the guys. The transmission will be 3200 oh. I'll be able to pull 807 from the GoFundMe. Can give you that money. Good morning. Thank you again for loaning me money for my car. I've gotten the habit of not sleeping and stressing. It hasn't settled in my bones. Blah, 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 blah. All right, so go on and tell me what happened. So you loan her how much money? $3,200. Okay. And then there's, there's a place where she says, I can give you the money from the GoFundMe. Does she give you the money from the GoFundMe? No. No. And you never told her until right now at this trial that you funded $500 of the 800 GoFundMe? No. Did you know, Ms. Uh, Caroline, that she had funded $500 of the, of the $800 GoFundMe? No, she was anonymous. Wow. So not only did she loan you $3,200, of which you have yet to pay $2,000, but she also gave you $500 to help you with your problems, and she's waited five years to get repaid. So I'm, I'm dying to hear what your defense is. Okay. Um, she gave it to me as a gift as she got an inheritance from her late husband dying. And then in 2018, she said, you know, it's, it's not a gift. I need you to pay me back. So um, I started... Um, paying her back, and um, she um, started texting, calling, emailing, and sending letters to me, my 75-year-old mother, and my 55-year-old sister, who live out of state, have nothing to do with our personal um, well, business. Well, why was she communicating with your sister? I'm not sure. Initially, she, I'm not even sure. Why don't you tell me, Ms. Freed, why was she communicating with your, with, why were you communicating with her sister? I was communicating with her sister because I don't have the dates right. When, when all of this, when she completely ghosted me and unfriended me, she was going through some pretty significant mental issues um, because of a breakup with uh, a boy, uh, a guy that she was really in love with. And Richard and I, my, my fiance, went, we were on our way to the movies. She called. They had just broke up. We dropped everything, went over all the way up to her house, which is an hour away almost, picked her up, took her out to eat, bought her $100 worth of groceries, brought her back home. And then she, she talked about how she, was, she couldn't stand her job. She was falling apart because of this guy. Uh, the apartment was so lonely, blah, blah, blah. And... So Richard and I sat down and um, discussed something to, to help her and also help me get my money back, which was giving her a place to stay because her lease was almost up on her apartment. She was so unhappy there. So Richard said, well, let's offer her the whole lower level, which has its own bathroom, laundry. She went off street parking, all the utilities, Wi-Fi, whatever she needed, a refrigerator for her groceries, use of the kitchen. The whole shoot match, we would have stored her furniture. She could have brought her own bed into the lower level, all of that stuff. And she just, she flipped out on me. And she, that's when she unfriended me. I guess she said I made Wait, her flip out Wait, why did she flip out on you? 
Um, why did she? Why did she flip out on you? What I, was the, I mean, that was, was and I, your your offer was for her to be there rent free, and then the money she would spend on rent, she would actually pay you back the money that they st that she still owed you, and she flipped exactly. out. Why? When I text messaged her, this is the only thing I know for sure because she stopped talking to me then. So I don't know. She never addressed any of this with me, other than to say. I had caused her to break out in hives because all these text messages, I was, I was excited to, to offer her this stuff. And she said that I made her break out in hives because all these text messages came into her work, like 20 of them in a row. But what happens sometimes with my text messages and I do get wordy. You don't need um, to explain sometimes. that. So you, you've <laughs> introduced a picture into evidence to show me, Ms. Caroline, you with hives. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I know how to get rid of hives. Don't feel guilty. What is it that is your defense? When she suggests to you, I'll tell you what, move in here, blah, blah, blah. Why was that not a good offer and a kind offer in order to get you to pay back the loan? What was the problem? Um, I l currently live five minutes from my work um, and she lives one hour from my work. Um, and I felt like it was controlling. Oh, that's super inconvenient. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, no, heavens no. Oh, she can drive an hour to go console you when you break up with somebody, but you're not going to be driving an hour to and from work, and you feel that the offer is controlling as opposed to generous. All right, let me understand something because I'm really at a loss, Miss Freed. What did you see in her? Why were you being so kind? Why were you being so patient? Why, throughout the course of a full five and a half years, did you sit there and continue to come up with suggestions and ways of, why? Why? Richard was friends with Carolyn uh, at a different job where they both worked together. And that's how I met her. He introduced me to her through Facebook Yeah, but so initially. what? Usually when people take advantage of you, you stop. Like most people, if someone, because your, your testimony is it's a loan. She's saying it's a gift, mm -hmm. and I'll get into that with her in one moment. But you're saying it's a loan. So if I loan you money, and it takes five years, and you haven't paid me back, at some point in year one or two, I'm going to start to get angry. How come you and Richard don't get angry? I, Why do you keep just I offering did, her opportunities? I, yeah, I... I guess because I love her, like, or I did. She was my best friend when I moved to Pennsylvania. She, I don't, I don't know. I still care about her. I don't I really wish her. I any, know. Oh, you know? I know. I see the letters that you write to her now. When you're writing to her, I'm so yeah. sorry if I hurt oh, you. But, you know, it's a lot of, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there saying, you know, when is a friendship so one-sided that exactly. you need to, cross her off your list because it's yeah. not being reciprocated. You you know I what know. I'm saying? I mean, it's a matter of self-preservation. I know. I'm a 64, almost 64-year-old woman. You'd think a 64-year-old woman that just... Yeah, you're going to have to make some friends somewhere else because this was, yeah. you know, at some point you need to see the writing on the wall that this is not reciprocated. Now that we've mm -hmm. seen your hives and the way someone's efforts to collect a debt affect you. Can you tell me what evidence do you have that this was a gift rather than a loan? I guess it's just verbal. And then she changed it in yeah. 2018. And that's when I sent her first check, um, you know, because out of the kindness of my heart, I'm going to give her the money back because she said she oh, was kindness of then. your heart. So kindness of your heart. You know, reciprocate. Okay. Here are the, your Facebook mm -hmm. messages with her. 
Do you need a ride? I can come get you. What time? That's what friends are for. How much has the GoFundMe raised? Would you consider a loan from me? Your answer, Caroline. Are you serious? I would need to figure out how to pay it back. I'm looking into wiping out my 401k. Mm -hmm. what, what does that look like? Does that look like a gift or does that look like a loan? That looks like a loan there. <laughs> sure does. So then let's think this through. Here you are five years later. You haven't finished paying her off. She has begged you for years to become friends again and that she cares for you, but that you have to come up with a way to pay her off. She has patiently not sued you because she doesn't want you to break out into hives for five years, okay? Her statute of limitations has not run because statute of limitations when it comes to debts, the clock starts again every time you end up writing another check and send it to her. We know that you've paid her, and in, it, this is really getting to me. In some of the checks, you actually wrote in the memo line, gift. What was that about? I think the one I wrote, gift return, the other ones I, I crossed out, and she tried to imitate my handwriting and write the word loan. She even used my A, has a hook on the she top. She doesn't need to. She's got the Facebook messages and the text where you know it's a loan. You're the one who's a liar. She knows what the truth is. So she doesn't have to write anything on checks. And why, by the way, right. usually when something's a gift, you're not paying it back. So the person who writes gift is actually the one who's evil enough to be trying to create a defense, but not thinking through. They're not very smart. They're not actually thinking, well, why am I paying it back if it's a gift? But here's the thing. I am aghast, Ms. Caroline, that when you needed help, the person who came to your aid is this incredibly nice plaintiff, Ms. Freed, and her boyfriend, Richard. What kind of person not only doesn't pay her back in five stinking years, because you could have paid her back a little here, a little there, and kept going. What kind of person only not only doesn't pay her back, but comes to court and puts her right hand to God and perjures herself and claims it was a gift. It initially was a gift, and then she wanted it to be a loan. Miss Caroline, how she can it be a gift it. when I'm showing you? Miss Caroline, the jig is up here. You cannot keep saying it initially was a gift because here's the evidence that you're a liar. Would you consider a loan from me? And you, oh, are you serious? I would need to figure out how I'm going to pay it back. When you're back on your feet, we can figure it out. Thank you. You're so kind. Kindly tell me how that's a gift. It's not. You are a user, Miss Caroline. That's what you are. You are a user. Because what should be happening is you should be putting your tail between your legs, looking at me and saying, listen, I've had a horrible five years, which is not believable, because five years is plenty of time. And then saying, you know, I don't know how I can pay her back, but maybe we can work out a payment plan, Judge. Not you, though. You're walking in here lying about it being a gift and then pretending that she's a liar. That's what you do. You know why nobody helps you out when you need help? This is why. And you, Ms. Freed, need to figure out who in this life is worth it and who is not. I am ruling in favor of the plaintiff in this case in the amount of the $2,000 that you still owe her. And I am attaching prejudgment statutory interest to that since the date of the last payment. And your court costs. That is my verdict. 
So the plaintiff prevails. She'll get $2,000 plus interest back from the defendant in this case. Carolyn, the defendant, how do you feel right now? I would think you feel pretty embarrassed. Yeah, it's, um, it's you know, I, I feel like I should have countersued for harassment. She's incessantly bothered me and my family, um, even threatened to show up at my work and my home. And I just, you know, I'm a single woman and struggling and gone through some serious stuff in the past five years and she knows it that's why she was being patient and i tried to pay what i can i live by myself yep doesn't bother you that the judge called you a user and that's what you are that's what she said a user doesn't bother you huh no that's sad because I've, I've helped her a lot in many other ways not financially but that should be food for thought for you you know it really should all right, well, you, you owe her $2,000, and you got to give it to her now. Sorry about that. Ms. Freed, uh, the judge had some, some advice for you, too, wondering why have you put up with this for so long, and maybe you should think about that. Anyway, you're going to get the money back, okay, 2000 bucks plus interest? I, yes, I appreciate the judge, and I just wish the best for Carolyn even after all this. So, And it's nice to meet you, Doug. Okay, very good. Nice to meet you, too. Congratulations. Okay, Harvey. Okay, Doug. Uh, this is a situation we've seen a million times in the People's Court, that when you have loan versus gift, there's a presumption that it's a loan, and that makes sense because it's fair. To blow up the presumption that it's a gift, you got to have proof. Now, if you give somebody money and it's a loan, write it down, send a text, an email. That way you got proof positive. The question is, I loaned my mother money three years ago, and she hasn't paid me back. I want to start charging her interest. Can I start the interest from the time of the loan three years ago? And is 10% a year an acceptable rate? Normally, any loan is going to have an interest component, a long-term loan of a significant amount of money. The only time it's not going to have a term like that in the in the loan terms would be maybe when you're lending money to your mom, right? Okay, or your dad, or a family member, a close friend, a family member, and then you might forego that. But what you cannot do is start writing terms into a contract three years along and say, ah, by the way, it's going to be interest on the loan, right? Uh, but so, you know, let's say. Mom said, um, yeah, I'll pay it off in a year, and then it's been three years. So you may, be, you may be able to get a judge to award you that if you are actually going to go to court. Otherwise, just no. sit down, try to hammer something out now that has terms that both of you accept from here on in. Right. If you your mother refuses, you could, and I have it every day. So, you, you know, if you're going to go to court, you better, you had better be in a position to show that it's not a gift before you do something that's going to last forever, which is suing your mother. Um, and frankly, at the end of the day, don't sue your mom. Just take your uh, I don't know. Some mothers need suing, John. Like, you know. <laughs>